0: Welcome to the Loose Forward Podcast. I'm Andy. And I'm Callum. And we're all about Rugby League. The
1: M62 and beyond. Welcome. Well, you sat here with me, but welcome anyway. Welcome to all our listeners. Yes. I didn't mean welcome to you. Not me. No. Uh good start. Um <laughs> Welcome to summer.
0: It's red art, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it's great. Isn't A couple it? of
0: weeks ago we were recording in some sort of monsoon.
1: Oh yeah, it was all that, when that Thunder and Lightning was on, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. Well, some, um, lots of good rugby league to talk about this week.
0: Yeah, some we, interesting points, I think. To yeah, we've
1: got the NRL um, review, we've got some news and uh, Bobby's stats of the week, uh, and we've got a, we're on a, a Leeds Rhino special edition, uh, with a, a Leeds fan joining us on the line tonight, haven't we?
0: Yeah, yeah, obviously it's not been the the, the greatest start to the season at, at least. It's thrown up quite a few questions and hopefully we can get some answered later on. We want to
1: know what's going on. Yes. Um, and then we've got the review. We've got a Challenge Cup preview. And then we've got a few little shout outs before we finish. Rather than just saying... Um, Smell you later. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so a, a couple of thank yous to our uh, uh, to our followers. So... Let's go. Let's go then with the NRL first of all. Okay. Anything that Anything that really caught you? Should we go with the Should we go with the big two? Okay. Which is always a good sign of the grand final that's going to be upcoming. In fact, I don't know why the rest of the game is a are bothering. To be no. honest, no, I'm not sure either. It looks like it's going to be the storm against the Panthers for the second year in a row.
0: Yeah. The. <laughs> The Storm kicking off the round, weren't they, against the Broncos, who who I thought might be turning things around with that win against uh, the Roosters uh, a couple of weeks ago, but um, obviously not. Um, so I think they get one of them.
1: Because they are terrible. And yet, and yet they had a Storming win last week. Well, not a Storm... It was a Roosters win, but it was a storming performance.
0: Yeah. I mean, they need to do some serious recruitment, don't they, for, for next season? I think they're looking to next season already. Um, I feel a bit sorry for Kevin Walters and what he's inherited because I don't think anybody could do anything with that. What's happened to Anthony Milford? He couldn't pass the ball. He Honestly, he, he, four, five, six times... He it, 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 it was rubbish. It, honestly, it was like somebody had greased his hands up <laughs> with baby oil or something.
1: And you know what the problem with that is, don't you? Come on. It's a basic requirement of a rugby league player. <laughs> Especially
0: the one that's on a million dollars a year. Yeah, yeah. But he could not pass the ball. It was ridiculous. It was embarrassing. Honestly, it was like under eights or something.
1: He's definitely underachieved in his career, hasn't he?
0: Yeah, yeah. Another one that you know, sort of been thrust into the limelight honey, and failed to deliver. Yeah.
1: So, 40 points to 12, comfortable win for the Storm.
0: Yeah. And then... Nico Hines is excellent. Like, you know, they lose Pappenhausen, so it's all right, we'll just throw Nico Hines in.
1: Yeah. And what? just, and don't get any difference in the performance.
0: No, no monster either. He's still out.
1: And yet he doesn't seem to affect them.
0: No, no,
1: amazing. Um, the uh, the Panthers thirty, Bulldogs four, as expected. Uh, the thirty-five to one shots didn't quite manage to get over the line.
0: No, I'm glad I saved my pound. Um, I mean, at one point it was looking like
1: ooh, it was four it nil after thirty minutes.
0: Yeah, and and it should have been four nil at half time. It was only because the the Bulldogs threw some sort of ridiculously stupid pass that just went to a Panthers player and then he went in pretty much bang on half-time then. Yeah, that's
1: right, yeah. And then they ran away with it in the second half, didn't they?
0: Yeah, I mean, what, 30-0 up, weren't they? And the Bulldogs got a
1: late one. Um And, and you could see um the anger, if you like, the frustration on the Panthers players when they actually let one in in the last minute.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure when... The the Bulldogs play the Broncos, but that's a right wooden
1: spoon bowl, isn't it? Yeah, um, and I think if the Dragons hadn't have had their start where they won four out of the first five, um, I think they'd have been in the mix at the minute because um, they got walloped off the Tigers, 34-18, made it look respectable at the end. But again, they've they've just fell off the edge of a cliff, haven't they?
0: Well, we said at the start of the season, didn't we, that people were expecting them to do nothing, and I think they just sort of had a fairly easy start, hadn't they? Um, So I think they're getting found out a little bit now.
1: The problem is, if you're getting found out like that against the Tigers, they were the sort of teams they were beaten at the beginning of the season. Yeah, I think
0: the Tigers have improved slightly as the season's gone on. To be fair, um, I don't know. There just seems to, we we say it every week. There seems to be sort of
1: top top four and the rest.
0: Yeah, the, the gap is 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 massive, isn't
1: it's it? It's getting wider, especially with the new rules. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah, it it is. Um. Some nice uh, shirts on the show this uh, week. I thought in the Indigenous round.
0: Yeah, it's always, um, I always enjoy watching um, the Indigenous round to see the kids. It's uh, it's quite exciting.
1: And the bunnies definitely had, um, well, they had sort of some Indigenous red and green hoops. <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> they don't <laughs> tend to uh,
1: change much, do they, the bunnies. No. So. Um, but they had a much better performance this week in what I thought was, was going to be a really, really Close game, and it turned out not to be.
0: No, it didn't, and and I'm sure this, you know, the bunnies will be really happy having conceded 50 points what, twice in three weeks prior to that game. Um, they'll they'll, they'll be happy with that, you know. the the I think what well, they score after like the first minute, first two minutes, so they'll be really. They couldn't have had a better start. Damien Cook went over, didn't he, from the scrum?
1: Yeah. Um Johnson John's went in for a hat trick.
0: Yeah, Eels never really in it. Um It was a bit of a bizarre one because I think, <clears throat> excuse me, whenever South have been put up against what you would call the top fourteens, they've failed and failed miserably.
1: Yeah. Um so that will probably give them a lot of confidence. Um Papali's trial uh, try, sorry, for the Eels. Um picked the ball up like it was like a tennis ball in shovel it's like you know you try to try and run along with it you drop the ball like if your hand's only little but like there's like it's just picked up like it's just some sort of pebble <laughs> amazing <laughs> just made me giggle um and Cam Murray his state of origin hangs in the balance hmm uh, with a sin bin and we'll come on to sin bins again in a minute but right, at the end of this game but um um Talking a state of origin, you remember the tennis player um, Stan Wawrinka, yeah, right. And everyone goes, oh, he was always like part of the the big four. He was always pushing to get in with the with the big three tennis players,
0: yeah,
1: right. But then he only ever did anything at grand slams, yeah, right. Only ever, never did anything the rest of the year. Just come alive. It's a bit like Dane Gagai. <laughs> an origin yeah he only comes alive when it's like near origin
0: yeah yeah to be fair this is probably the best i've seen him play at the bunnies but you're right he's like you know on the simpsons where they have that that crusty doll yeah um where it's, like, he's been set to switch well, is, to kill. Ooh, that's bad. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, switched, someone switched it to kill. Yeah. It's, like, I remember seeing some a couple of years ago when Dane Gagai had a really bad game for Queenland, and he was, like, oh, here's your problem. Someone switched Dane Gagai to South Sydney mode.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he just seems to, like, just... Oh, State of Origin's coming up. Oh, I'd better have a couple of good games just so I get picked.
0: Yeah, that, that's exactly what
1: it's like. So, it just reminds me of that. But, um... Heal's a couple of defeats in a row now. Yeah. Um, one thing I did notice off that, which I quite enjoyed, and it made me realise that I actually miss it from our game over here. Um, two tries come from set move from scrums.
0: Yes, they did, yeah. Um, and and they seem the to come even more now that you can pick where you want your scrum from. Yeah. And they always seem to pick the middle of the field anyway. Uh, but there's a couple of good moves come from, uh, you know, and, and good attacking rugby come from that real change. Yeah. Which, is just, which
1: I'm all for, really. Yeah. Um, Roosters 44, Raiders 16. Raiders again in the game, and then just just dropped off again.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know if it's a surprise or not, given the week they've had, or whether I thought they were going to come out and go, "Well, we'll show you how resilient we are," or mm. you know, something like that. And
1: in the end, a pummeling. Yeah. Is is Joseph Suale the next big thing? Um, or is that unfair already? Pro-
0: pro- probably unfair. What is he? Seventeen yeah. played two first grade teams.
1: But is he the next big thing?
0: Pro- um, he, he's he's probably on a, a short list of what five, yeah, six or something like that. Um, again, it's just the constant conveyor belt of NRL talent, isn't it?
1: Question that I've got from this week for you is um Joseph Manu was outstanding and playing in the halves. Yeah. Is he is he underused in the centre?
0: Um possibly. I, I think he's quality. I I really like him. I think he's really dangerous and I think he's pretty much everything you want from a centre. Um Maybe with all their injuries and things that the Roosters have had throughout this season he has been underused, maybe they've struggled to, you know, get it out there. Um but to be fair to him, they keep finding a way of winning games, don't they? Yeah, they do.
1: Yeah. Um They do. Let's go uh, and and to I want you to talk about Valentine Holmes' his drop goal. Cowboys twenty nine, Warriors twenty eight.
0: He could have hit that from sixty yards. And it had gone over.
1: It went over the post. As in, not over the crossbar? Over the o- top. Over the top of the post. He
0: absolutely walloped it. And he, he. I think he was stood on the line. One, or just inside well, the forty.
1: Well, I've just said to you before we recorded, was that not? Um, was that not a two point drop goal? And yeah, you he no, was he stood on the line. I li- thought, li- I thought li- it was li- a two point. Literally
0: just inside. He might have even had his heel on the line. But, right. Um, he could have hit it from sixty yards. It
1: was incredible. And the Warriors had a good chance before that. Yeah, just before that, and they sent they sent it wide. Mm. Um, but um, um, Walsh, the scrum half at Warriors, he had a, a really good game. Um, but again, for the twelfth, about the twelfth week in a row, again another close one for the Cowboys. But they're twenty two four up.
0: I know. Yeah, they they nearly did completely bomb it, didn't they?
1: And then all of a sudden, oh, we'll, we'll make it. We'll make it close because that's what we do.
0: It wouldn't be any
1: good if he ran away with it, would it? (laughs) It's not very exciting, is it? Um, and then finally, uh, final game is, uh, Gold Coast Titans. 10. Cronulla Sharks. 38. There's actually one more after this. Oh, is there? Sorry. Have I missed one? Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, yes, I have. Sorry, yeah. Um,
0: Yeah, Titans... I don't know. I think there was a lot of expectation from people with them coming into the season.
1: That Justin Holbrook factor, I think.
0: Yeah, and I, I think that's purely it because I was just going to say, and I'm not really sure why because they've been rubbish and always have been, really, haven't they?
1: Yeah, and they can't defend.
0: No, they can't defend. If they don't get a good start in the first 20 minutes, they don't win.
1: Yeah. Um, and even when they do, there's no guarantee. No, there isn't. Um, but, but I, in this game, it was the most ridiculous sin I've ever seen. <laughs> Did you see it Wade Graham? Uh, no, it, I,
0: I, I haven't seen it. Right. I've heard about it. So,
1: they, so they, they make a breakaway. The Sharks, the Sharkies make a breakaway. They're about He gets caught about twenty out, and Wade Graham picks the ball up at acting half. waits uh, waits for Fogarty, the scrum half, to run back past him. He's facing the other way, and and as he runs back, he turns the other way and chucks the ball at him, trying to get as he's trying to get back on side. Yeah, and then he and he gets gets a penalty, and he gets binned. Yeah,
0: I did see it actually. And he's like a yard
1: away from him, running on the on the blind side. He's on the he's on the short side. Yeah, running back, he's got all the pitch to go at. He, and he's facing that way and then turns and, and throws it into him on the blind side.
0: Yeah, and then gets him simbined. Yeah. Yeah, I did see that. I, I thought just, that I... was pretty
1: poor, to be honest. Cause
0: I remember it uh hearing was just screaming at the ref, I'm trying to get back on side. Yeah. Like he was literally just jogging, and like you say, he'd gone the opposite way, so he was just jogging and he throws yeah. it into him. It was ridiculous.
1: He's it's, it's a bit a bit poor that I thought. Um But I mean while we're on the Simbin stuff is it is it a case of the rules now are that are that ridiculous that these amount of sim bins because they don't really show much sign of slowing down so is it a case that the sim bins now it's going to be part and parcel of every game or are players just are players not learning
0: a lot of the sim bins are- you know, because of contact with the head, you are always, always going to have high tackles in, in in rugby league.
1: But a lot of these Simbinings are shoulders.
0: Well, that's what I was going to say. The, the problem with them is they seem to be not shoulder charges, but really trying to hit them and, and end up, you mean, you know what it's like when you're trying to wrap someone. You, you've got to use your shoulders, haven't you? So, you know, it's it's a bit like the yeah. Victor Radley thing last week when he was like, well, I'm not changing my tackling
1: style. So well, you're going to yeah. have to. Well, All right. How much taller are you than me? What, five, five inches? Yeah. All right? So if I run at you with the ball and I run straight at you, What's the first point of contact that you're going to have with me? It's going to be your shoulder. Yeah, on that massive nose. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
0: So, but yeah, it's going to
1: be my shoulder. I've gone. Sorry, I was just like... (laughs) That guy Alan Partridge that walked out halfway through an interview. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be like me. It's fine. But it is, it's going to be your shoulder, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. And how do you, how do you stop that? If I'm running straight up at you with the ball, and how do you then avoid that?
0: If, um, if, I'm not sure because I, I, a lot of players are saying that if they go low, because opposition players are running so fast and powerful, and, and they're so strong,
1: they're getting their head in the wrong place,
0: and it's causing like these burners or spikes or whatever they want to call them, and, and yeah. You know, knocking himself out. Look at Jake Friend and him having to retire. A lot of his concussions came from actually trying to tackle people. Yeah. So, it it could be more dangerous to actually get them to. I mean, look at people like David Fafita at the the Tigers, uh, at Titans. Sorry.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, I don't want to go anywhere near his legs while he's pumping away like that. Yeah you're going to get hurt. Yeah. You're better off trying to wrap the ball up and slow him down till somebody can come in and help you.
1: It just doesn't seem any sign of slowing down this. Um, we thought oh, after one week, well, they'll learn. But I don't think in some, in some instances, and the ones I've seen in this round, I'm not so sure players could have avoided them. I think when
0: players are running at you so fast and so quick, yeah. it's easy it's a better tackling technique than going low i do believe that
1: but they're not but they're not flailing arms and stiff arms no these are straight on tackles yeah these are these are men facing up mm-hmm. somebody coming in planting the feet standing the ground and body to body
0: but as well we you know we've said it a couple of weeks ago now if you you see the ball carrier just going down holding the face all yeah, the time, it's
1: happened a couple of times over the last couple of weeks, and it which doesn't help time. matters at all, does no, it? No,
0: no. Um, so I mean, I don't know. Well, I suppose we'll have to see how that one goes, but I do believe I, I do think I am with Victor Radley on that because I think if you change your, your tackling technique,
1: well, well, since they brought this in now, what three, three weeks ago, yeah, um, three weeks ago, um. I don't think I've seen a game. I've not watched a game without a simbin. I don't think. I think there was one. Rare. Wasn't
0: the last week. I can't remember which one it was. Very rare. Yeah, it's not very often. Anyway, the the last game for our won, uh Newcastle eighteen, Sea Eagles ten. That's a, a bit sur- of a surprise. It's is it? a
1: surprise off the, off the recent uh, recent form, isn't it?
0: Yeah, and you know I'm going to have to take back my uh, no ponga no party t-shirt because he didn't play again and they won. Did you sell any? No.
1: (laughs) Good job, really, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, no ponga, no. Well, there is a party this week in Newcastle, and they beat the Sea Eagles. Um, But how fast is Jason Saab?
0: When I watch him, he reminds me of what you were saying about Eric Growth and it's like, well, how fast is he? Because to me, he never looks like he's trying. He just goes as fast as he needs to.
1: He didn't. He didn't have to on that one, did he? And yet he's gone away from everybody. He
0: was only in, like, I think the commentators were saying, he's only in third gear. He's only in third gear.
1: We need a race. We need a race between him, the Fox, uh, Coates, Xavier Coates. Possibly. Can't think of any more that would come into that. Just them two would do, except for that guy that nearly that nearly caught him. The Warriors, Lukey, was he called? Who nearly caught the halfback day. He got his big legs pumping away oh, and almost yeah. caught him. But though, but those three on the wing, yeah, amazing. Valentine Holmes, maybe. Mm,
0: don't think he's anywhere near any as quick as them, is he?
1: No. Um, I'm trying to think of anybody else, but I can't really. I don't think Johnson's that sort of.
0: I don't think James Roberts is, is as he? quick as he used to be.
1: Um, yeah, yeah, he's got lots of, uh, he's, I think he's got lots of alcohol weighing him down, hasn't he? <laughs> I think you're right. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, oh, uh, well, yeah, but that'd be, that, that'd that be good, wouldn't it? Like the old superstars race.
0: Yeah, like fastest man in league or something. That yeah. As well.
1: yeah. Perhaps they could do it as some sort of curtain raiser before like our challenge cup final. Yeah, bring them over, fly them over, have a race, Challenge Cup. Be a bit of entertainment for you. See you later. Yeah, and then just get them back on the plane, and go, there you go. Back back off to your own comp now. This is the Challenge Cup final. <laughs> You're at Wembley, mate. This is you know, <laughs> this is a real stadium. Exactly. Yeah, this <laughs> is a real comp. So yeah. Oh well, well that's the end uh, of the NRL, isn't it? Yes. So. Uh, Bits of news, though, this week. You've got some news for us on State of Origin 1. The only uh, news I've got on that is that it's been moved from Melbourne because of the COVID lockdown again, and it's been moved to Townsville.
0: Yeah. uh, Yeah, I, I don't know. I just sort of thought that Australia would sort of got over it. But I think they're really keen on locking down, though, if there's a couple of cases appear and stuff, so... Um that's probably why they've moved it yeah um, I don't yeah, they, think it's getting extremely bad but they, they don't, don't mess tend to about mess yeah um, but yeah Origin Teams announced well team list training squads whatever you want to call them um, we'll go with um, New South Wales first the picture I've got here they've done theirs as like um, what they what looks like is going to be their actual starting 13 okay um but they've gone Tedesco, Toto, Latrell Mitchell, Tom Troboyovic, Josh Adokar, Jerome Louai, Nathan Cleary, uh, Daniel Saifiti, Damian Cook, Jake Troboyovich, Cameron Murray, Tarek Sims, Isaiah Yeo or Yo, I think you pronounce it, uh Jack Whiten, Junior Paulo, Payne Haas, Liam Martin. Happy Coruscant, and Campbell Graham. It's not bad, is it?
1: No, it's... I lost concentration at Toto for a bit, though. Why? <laughs> it's just... We had that discussion the other week about how you pronounce it, didn't we? to to-o, to-o. toto to <laughs> Toto. It's
0: like Otto, but with a T.
1: Oh, fair enough, yeah. Okay.
0: But yeah, nine Panthers there is, apparently. Really? In... in both, in um, both teams, in both camps, yeah. So we'll have to see how they get on during, um, you know, because they play midweek and then play the, the Panthers will still be playing at the weekend, won't they? Yeah. They'll, their squad will be stretched, I think, over these, you know, these um, origin, the origin weeks. End. Yeah. Anyway, that's the Blues, uh, Queensland, the Maroons. Um, they've done theirs alphabetically. I think it's Maroons. <laughs> um. Jai Arrow, A.J. Brimson, Kurt Capewell, Daily Cherry Evans, Xavier Coates, oh, God, Tino Fasemalau, I ain't got a clue how to say that. Tino. So,
1: sorry, who was that one again?
0: I don't know. They were the uh, I think it's the Titans guy. Oh, Tio. Tino. Tino. Tino the Titan. Yeah, the titan. <laughs> um, Kyle Felt, David Fafita, oh, my God. <laughs>
1: Botuaka. Yeah. Can't help thinking that you probably should have rehearsed this a little bit before we came on.
0: Um, I did it like two minutes before we started recording. Okay. Um, I'm always prepared. Dane Gagai, Harry Grant, Cohen Hess, Valentine Holmes, Feliz Kafuse, Reed Mahoney, Cameron Munster, um, Offer Heng Gow, Kalen Ponga, Jaden Sewer, and Christian Welsh.
1: Uh, and well, congratulations on your pronunciation there of, of Harry Grant. So, well done. Yeah, I only got two. You read them. Go I on. don't need to. You just read them yeah, out. They just, that just bores people. If you read them again.
0: That's what I thought. Um, and obviously, Paul Green is the new Maroons coach.
1: Yeah. Um, new South Wales must go in as heavy favourites, I would have thought there.
0: Um, yeah, I w- yeah, I would have thought so. Um did I say Cameron Munster? I might yeah, have Cameron Munster. No, didn't you I? didn't. No, oh, you said right. him.
1: Yeah, you did.
0: Um, so, yeah, uh, I think it's possibly because they've done theirs like one to thirteen, and Queensland have have done theirs alphabetically. I think if Queensland had released theirs one to thirteen, I think in your head you think mm, that might be a bit closer than you think. Yeah. I don't know, but obviously, he said the same thing last year didn't they? The, the, it was the worst Queensland team ever before the series and, and then they won, won it, it. Yeah. 3-1 or, uh, 2-1 sorry
1: Well I think we'll probably do a little bit more on that next week won't we? Yeah Before the first game
0: But the, no matter who they pick the the quality players aren't they? Oh, it's they're best league for, in the world isn't it? We're in for you know three good games
1: yeah, Absolutely um, Oliver Gildart confirmed uh, from Wigan to the West Tigers for next year
0: and then back at Wigan the year after.
1: <laughs> well, if he said he's homesick, like William, Tomkin, Bateman, Sarginson, I'd be a bit worried about signing somebody from Wigan if it was in the NRL. So would I. Yeah. Oh, I must admit, when he first came on the scene, I thought he was Irish, because I used to see the things and saw, oh, had scored. <laughs> 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 uh... I was a bit disappointed to find out he was actually called Oliver. <laughs> oh, <Gildart. laughs> I thought, oh, Ireland have got a good player here. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> um, Nico Hines, subject, you've just mentioned him about how he's fitting with the uh, Storm. Um, apparently being tracked by the New Zealand Warriors on a one point million dollar three three-year contract wow. to play at six.
0: At six?
1: Yep, apparently so. I don't get that. Well.
0: I mean, I've never seen him at six. I don't know if he's, you know, played all his... Junior and academy rugby at six, but he's a hell of a fullback.
1: I think sometimes with with a lot of the players, it's a little bit like wingers, isn't it? Who say, "Uh, "I'm I'm not playing on the wing anymore." I
0: mean, I've never heard him say that he wants to play six or no. But like I say, I don't really know that much about him, and I don't know where you know what he's grown up playing or what he thinks his best position is. Um. You know, a lot of the time for wingers going to full-back, it's about money, isn't it? Yeah. yeah.
1: Um, and then following the news uh, this week, uh, staying with Wigan, um, uh, they were uh, in for uh, Lee Prop, Nathan Mason.
0: Oh, is that him who snapped his finger?
1: Yeah. Yeah. That was a horrific injury, wasn't it? But he, apparently uh, Wigan are in for him uh, looking at it as a replacement for Joe Bullock.
0: Oh yes, yeah, who is rumoured to be off to uh,
1: Warrington. Warrington? Yeah. So uh, that that looks like that news there, where they're after a, a prop to replace Bullock. Right. So that's my uh, so that that's my that that's my bits of news. Um, that means it's time for this, doesn't it? It's Bobby's
0: stats of the week.
1: Bobby's stats of the week. He has come up with um, three British and one Australian this week.
0: No way, he has. Obviously, been listening to the podcast.
1: Yeah, yeah, and we did we did complain to him a little bit that it was uh, overly uh, overly an RL, didn't we? Yeah. So right, um, rugby league then. Jack Owens, Steve Tyra. Both got a thousand career points this week. So well done to both of them. Excellent. Um, However, there are 22 Super League players who have scored a thousand plus points in the league. Not including Challenge Cup, just in in Super League. Okay. I'm not going to ask you to name them. Nope. Um, Do you know who who the top one is?
0: Um, if I had to guess, I would guess Kevin Sinfield.
1: It is, and he has 3,443. But at number 22 in the last one to do it, it, yep. uh, is current Hull FC boss Brett Hodgson.
0: Is it really? It
1: is, on 1,051 points at number 22. Um, but he did that in just five years of playing in the competition. Well, I don't, don't remember him being a goal kicker. He He must have been. Yeah, he was. I don't remember. Yeah, I remember him being a goal kicker. Right. Very good. I thought I'd be scored an awful lot of tries. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Leeds Rhino scored 60 points against Castleford this week, and the Tigers' most amount of points conceded in nine years. uh, When they lost in 2012, and they lost to KR 70 points to 12. Wow. So... To Australia. Uh, Melbourne Storm have now won 22 consecutive games in Queensland, and the Brisbane Broncos have not beat the Storm at the Suncorp Stadium in 12 years. Wow. The last time they beat the Storm at home was in 2009 when they won 16-14.
0: Well, I would never have guessed that.
1: And then we're back to Super League for our last stat. Have a guess at the team. Go on, just have a guess. Uh, Huddersfield? No, it's Wakefield. Ooh. Right. Wakefield have won back-to-back home games, and that's the first time they've done so in over two years.
0: That's ridiculous. The
1: last time they did was in April 2019, when they actually won three games in a row at home against Huddersfield, Wigan, and Leeds.
0: I tell you what, they've done well to win them, haven't Aren't they? have they?
1: So now they've won two in a row, which is the first time they've done that for over two years.
0: That's not... And they've been quite good, really, over the last... They've had, you know, some really good spells. Yeah. I wouldn't
1: have thought that. No. So, some good ones there from him. Yeah. And that was...
0: It's his Stats of the Week.
1: Right, well, we promised you this week that we were going to uh, have a a Leeds Rhinos special edition, didn't we, this week?
0: Yes, you know, we said earlier on, didn't we, that um, there's been a few questions about the Rhinos that weren't answering.
1: Yeah, we we want to know um, what's the big idea, don't we, down at at, uh, Leeds Rhinos. So, uh, I'm pleased to say uh, that we've... uh, we're joined by a, a Rhino super fan tonight, aren't we? To answer all our questions, we
0: are indeed. We're joined by lead superfan Jordan. Jordan, how are you?
2: Oh, I'm great, thank you. I'm not, I'm not sure I'm a super fan. I'm a big fan, but you know, I don't know what categorizes super fan.
1: <laughs> um, no, it's just I don't know. It's just like pod talk. Yeah, but well, th- Jordan, thank oh, you I so much. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. Jordan, just before we go on, just tell us a little bit about your background in, in supporting Leeds.
2: So mine was very uh, family orientated. You kind of, you, you grow up, you get a rugby ball put against you and you're told who you support and and that's what kind of brought into me. So obviously fond memories for me of, of always going with my, my dad and my granddad. It was kind of the thing we did as the two of uh, my dad and my granddad being typical Yorkshire men. It's, it's very much a... Uh, the rugby is what we do together. There's no no emotion. It's just all about the rugby, all about sharing sharing that common uh, bond, really. Yeah,
1: and and there's, there's yeah you know, some great memories there, not there? Like going to the game with your dad and your granddad and stuff. I know I've done the same, and um, they're really are really strong memories, aren't they?
2: Yeah, there's just something you never forget, really.
1: No, that's right. Well, let's look at let's look at Leeds as we are at the minute. Then, um, first of all, I'm I'm just gonna. Start off with the, about the ground rather than the team, Jordan, if you can. What what, what do you make of uh, Headingley now that it's uh, all been revamped? And the um, particularly the South Stand, now that's half-seated. So,
2: I don't know about a negative thought on it, personally. I, I quite like it, you know. They've, they've not taken away from the the standing, you know. They've not lowered the standing capacity, or I don't believe they have. They've just added, obviously, a seating element. You know, a bit more inclusivity to the fans who necessarily can't stand up. You know, get to that age and you can't you can't be stood up for 80 minutes, can you? Or, you know, people with disabilities So I'm quite happy with it. I know as a kid, I always wanted to be in the south Standard. I weren't allowed because 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 uh, my mum didn't want to uh, stand up while she was there. She wanted to sit down. So for me, it's the only stand I want to be in. And if it, if it means more people can go in into that stand, then I'm more I'm more right with it. You don't, like when I've been since it's been done. It, the atmosphere's the same, so I'm quite happy.
1: Yeah, you don't think it'll affect the atmosphere? I, I think it could,
2: based on obviously people just using it as a seat and not not getting into what I would call the vibe of the of the south stands. You know,
1: yeah,
2: um, and clap when we score and be silent the rest of the game. But if you want to, you know, sing along and get involved, and, then then that.
0: Like, yeah, I suppose it always feels. Um a little bit, I know what you're trying to say, it doesn't feel as, as vibey and as sing-songy when you're sat down, doesn't it? I yeah. think you, you want to be stood up and
1: um, jumping up and down. I, I suppose the main thing for you, Jordan, is though that the away fans still have to stand in the open air and get absolutely wet through every time they go to Headingley. <laughs>
2: yeah, to be fair, I think they'd love to do something about that. It's the houses behind that blocking its not it, isn't it? But, yeah, it's it quite satisfying when, when you're there and you're sitting away from getting wet. Especially if they're beating you as well. It's like, you know, at least there's something to, to take away from
1: it. Yeah. Well, and that that sends us nicely into where we are at the minute because they have been getting beat a lot lately, haven't they? Um, Could, could say that, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, what do they need to do to compete, do you think, at the moment? I think the first thing we need is
2: is a settled squad, to be honest with you. If you look at the likes of Saints at the minute and and Wigan and all the teams that are doing well, Warrington, the consistent thing we have is is that consistency in team. You know, there might be one or two players who go out injured for a little bit of time. But when you look at the injuries we've had, I mean, it's not just injuries to your forwards and you replace them with another hard-running, hard-tackling player. It's your key players. We've got... Key injuries, obviously, in full-back. Walker's not not going to be here all season. Uh, we've not had um, Newman. Obviously, he's not been set another setback another six weeks. And They're the two players, for me, uh, immediately, that can change a game for you. But when you're switching and changing, I mean, I'm sure you've seen it where we had Rhys Martin playing seven. Mm, yeah, and I, I remember thinking to myself, we probably got the heaviest back in the league, and then I actually remembered that our other halfback, Louis, and probably weighs more than <laughs> more than Martin anyway. But you know, I, I just think a, a settled core of your nine, six, seven fullback, uh, a bit more leadership would help. Um, but I feel, I feel like we're just we're almost fighting within ourselves. I'd love to know what's happening in our training sessions. To be honest with you, Andy, because. <laughs> How we're getting so many injuries—it's just ridiculous. You're looking weekly; there's somebody else, and I just can't see anything. How can we can't we can't keep an uninjured squad?
0: Do you think there's been uh, there was a, a lack of depth to the squad before going into the season, or do you think you've had that many injuries? It's been stretched as far as it it could.
2: I think it worries me when you see that. Obviously, Louis, Gale uh, and McClelland were out, and we were left with no halfbacks or no one who could really play there out and out. Obviously, Sutcliffe has stepped in, but but you can't call him a halfback when he when he plays. Really, he's more of a more of an extra option for, for a runner. He doesn't doesn't often pass. He's very much a dummy and go player, which I think snuffing out Horrell on the right. So mm. I, I would be playing Horrell on the left. So we actually have the option him as an option. You know, uh, I I just think how do we not have a youngster coming through that could play half back you know you, you see it in in australia now with sam walker 18 years old gets thrown in obviously i'm not saying we should have the same caliber as someone like that uh but but how have we not got someone in the academy who could throw in
0: yeah i get what you said it's like it's one of the biggest positions in rugby league isn't it the leeds Rhinos yeah. number seven it's like it's up there with the st Helens and the wigan one and um, I I understand. So if you you know if you've got a full strength squad, who do you think is your best half-back combination?
2: Now it would be Louis Gale. Yeah. Um, based on the fact that McClellan needs to show a bit more, I think. I uh, it? And this is a horrible thing to say. I was excited to hear, hear about the Louis injury originally. Because I thought that's going to give McClelland a long run in the team and a big chance. Obviously, uh, we're all talking pre. We we can may as well ignore the fact that Eastman were there because you know <laughs> the two games he played, he, he was a passenger anyway. But but you know, I thought having having McClelland that option, that game time, that's the only way he's going to get you know better. And he's never looked bad. He's always looked okay. Um, but obviously, he's, he's not had that. But I do believe he can still do something. So I, I'm hopeful that. You know, I think Louis and Gale's the strongest currently, but hopefully by the end of the season that's not the case. And I'll be saying, you know, singing from a different sheet. Mm.
1: Are, are you disappointed with the way that the Kyle Eastman saga turned out? Yeah, massively.
2: You know, I've got I've got mates who who are Saints fans who were who you know, not happy about us signing him, Tell me how injury-prone he is. And, you know, I, in my head I was thinking I'd love to prove him wrong. I just think, you know, we've given him a chance. I get why we do it in terms of the, you know, the salary cap, restraint, obviously benefits you get from having a player who's not played for 10 years I think you pay half or something like that um, or half is on the ca- uh, salary cap, but then for him to, was there no medical done? Right, like Everyone's like, so you know, rather than rather than sit there and take a wage for a year he's just retired, which fair play to him, yeah, but how did it get to that point? Your, your recruitment's way off if you're in that position, surely. Yeah, you would think that
0: if he knows after two games he, he he probably would have known before he'd signed, you know, that he, he physically whether he can do it or not. It it seems a very strange one, especially after, let's like, say, two games.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it just seems too too short a time period for it to all have happened.
1: I mean, it's interesting there that you mentioned recruitment there, Jordan, because I mean, by and large, the the, the team's been on a, a bit of a slide or a rebuild since since the old conquering twenty fifteen side, hasn't it? yeah so yeah definitely i mean where where does it where do you see where well undoubtedly in in some parts they're going wrong with the recruitment aren't they where where's the um where where's that going or where's the fault lie there? I feel like they're
2: trying to maybe replace irreplaceable players or or my thing is that I've always thought is that that golden generation that we've discussed you know is they weren't necessarily the best players, you know they weren't the biggest, they weren't the strongest they weren't the fastest, but we just knew how to win a game prove that by the fact you know we'd finished fifth twice and, and end up winning the grand final it's not about if, when them games came together you know they played for each other and they had that that I want to win for the guy next to me type thing Yeah, and they can keep saying that they're building that in the squad all they want but it's got to happen and I think you look at the teams that are obviously successful now and, and it is that it's not just about the individuals there's more to it it's a mentality side you know that winning mentality that Saints have got you know, if they see it, or at Wigan, for example, you know, they've got absolutely battered by cast, um, not cast, sorry, Catalans on the weekend. But I'm sure next game, you know, they'll be out firing. I, I feel like we seem to take two steps forward and one step back. And I don't know if that comes from a core leadership or or what, but I think any team, I, I mean, like I say, you look at the top teams now, imagine them losing the whole core, all of that core within a couple of years and trying to replace it. I don't think it's an easy task. I think we were always going to struggle. You know, Peacock, Lulaye, Sinfield, Burrow, Maguire, they all went within a couple of years of each other. And and what are you left with after that?
1: Yeah. And that goes trying back to replace to your, them. And that goes back to your you sort of your Sam Walker example, doesn't it, about the the next lot coming through. Yeah.
2: Yeah, because yeah, I do think, you know, we I think as a club we tend to bring a lot of players through but we don't bring any, I can't think of a halfback since since Gale that's made it from our academy. Yeah, I, mean, I genuinely can't.
0: I've been I've been quite critical over the last few weeks of Richard Agar and sort of saying the guy just doesn't fill me with confidence. <laughs> um, obviously, I don't know what he's like behind the scenes, but if he's got. I mean, how much of a, a role, do you, if he's got a big role in, in recruitment, surely that, I mean, I don't know how you feel about Richard Agar, but surely that just sort of adds to the point of, well, you know, is there a better man for the job? Do you have, I mean, do you have faith in Richard Agar? Or would you
1: like to see somebody I, else come I, in? I, I, I'll add so, Sean Long into that scenario as well. Yeah,
0: and Sean Long, because obviously he's coming as the, the, the attacking coach. and it's I mean, it seems a bit silly saying says, this yeah. after putting 60 points on Cast, but, it's not been happening, well, Yeah, we're it.
2: talking the rest of the season, aren't we? We were talking Hull the week before where we must have camped on their line for 60, 70 minutes of the game and didn't score. But yeah, Agar, for me, right, And he was an interim coach at the start. And if you look back at the interviews, he never wanted that job. He didn't want a full-time job anymore as a coach. He didn't want the pressure. For me, them interviews, when, you, when, when he started, it was a bit of a surprise that he got asked to do it after Ferner left. You know, mm-hmm. it, it wasn't a plan. I think he's doing the right job for Sinfield. That's mm. that's what I'm going to say. I don't think he has a say massively in players in the sense of who he wants, but I think he's using his contacts to help us get players, if that makes sense. Yeah. He was very much a backroom staff signing who's become the coach. But I don't think he wanted to be the coach. And in, I don't think...
1: In a way... Sorry, in in a way, I, I liken it some way in a way to, to Manchester United in a way, where the dressing room had, had gone under was I mean that was an unmitigated disaster, wasn't it? Really, and yeah, then somebody's ridiculous. come in to somebody's come in then to, to bind the squad together, and they've kept faith with that person, and it's a, I think it's yeah. a similar scenario.
2: And I I think with Agar, I think he, he's good enough for a period. And I think he'll be good enough under the Simfield regime. I'm going to call it. I think Simfield pulls a lot of all, well, all the strings really. I think it was discussed a long time, you know, during the Ferner and during Agar coming in, is how how there's a potential of Simfield ruining his on-field legacy by his off-field kind of management. Because yeah. a lot of the stuff, a lot of the signings, a lot of the decisions are all coming through him. Yeah. And I feel like he needs a yes man as a coach. who going to go with what he's kind of saying, which I do believe that that Agar is to a point, but more because he's also looking at his his job after, which he'll probably want to go back to really, which was the background stuff. Which you you know he he has got the contacts. It's like when he came out with George Williams. Oh yeah, know Pete, his dad really well. So he said he wants to stay in the northwest. So we're not in for him. Yeah, it's like all right, fair enough. It's now we're down the road. Give me next two hundred grand. I'm sure he'll come. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. yeah. Uh, it's just it's it's a weird one for me. I think. He's definitely improved the squad, you know. I think the Challenge Cup win last year papered over a lot of cracks that we still have. Have, mm. sorry, not had, have. Yeah. And I'm not sure if he will take us to that next level, or if we will need someone else to take over. But it's hard saying it after a 60 points to six victory against one of our, you know, our Yorkshire rivals. So I guess, I guess we'll see
1: on, how the um, future
2: holds. But I'm, I'm skeptical.
1: On a on a positive note, who's Who's the unsung hero of this year for Leeds Rhinos?
2: Oh, there's, there's a few, definitely a few. Uh, I, I, try, I thought to myself, you know, I'll try and think of one and I guess I can't say Oledski, can I? Because he's been sung, you know, he's, he is doing Everyone knows how classy he's been and how much he's stepped up this year doing the 80-minute matches when we had no props on the bench due to, you know, our injury crisis. And I think he'll just go way to the top. Him, I think he'll be absolutely unbelievable. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um. um he, yeah, he's been phenomenal, hasn't he? I mean, for him now to be now uh, talking about as a starting prop in the World Cup and things, he's looking really, you know, excellent, isn't it, for him? Yeah, really good. Yeah,
2: and I mean, if you do, I mean, watching him, it's just he's. I watched a documentary that the the Super League brought out actually through the week, like a fifteen minute video or something on on him and his how he's brought up, how he came over from Gdansk and how his, his mum was like so regimented in his training I you know, used to cry that he didn't want to do it and stuff and how much he forced him because she was like a, a swimmer or something like Polish champion swimmer and he's like it he just makes you think of like how, how much of work he's put in to get where he is and how over the last, last few years how much every year he's been getting better and better and I, I've been moaning on to my mates about how good he's going to be and I think this year he's starting to prove it and I will say that I think he'll be our next peacock Yeah, you know the 80 minutes standing up and being counted taking that leadership role and I, I think he I, I think we're we'll probably losing to MRL to be honest but you know he's class
0: yeah I mean I, I've seen him like you say everything you've said I've I've said you know um, to other people and he really steps up and like you say big big praise like that you know comparing him to Jamie Peacock things like that it's brilliant but um, on the other hand if you had to pick one or two, who you would say you need to step up, you need to be doing more for this team? Who are you saying?
2: Oh, Hurrell and Gale for me. Um, Hurrell, I think, is evident in his defence this year. He started the season, you know, he said he came out and said, "I'm I'm going for this new contract. I'm going to prove my worth. I'm a marquee player. Uh, I've lost ten kilos. I'm going to be fit. I'm going to be stronger." Obviously, he had his little injury, one of one of many, and he's just been poor. He's put twenty back uh, on. <laughs>
0: I was going to say, yeah, I, I, was, I, watched, I watched him really, it was the first time that I'd really seen him for a long time when I was watching highlights and things from the match the other day and I I thought he looked huge, I thought he'd actually put on weight, Like he looked massive to me.
2: Yeah, he, he genuinely said at the start of the year, I don't know if that's changed or what but he's lost 10 kilos mm-hmm. and I just think all you need is a little step and you get around him and he's just he's quite mistake driven, isn't he? And I love him, you know, every Leeds fan will say the same thing. He's so, you know, lovable as a character, the way he interacts with your fans, you know, how funny he is, but, you know, you're looking at a player who's obviously on a marquee marquee wage and should be one of our best players, not not the one who's kind of not the one where you're worried about his defence, you know, you're worried about his side in in mistakes and something happening. He's the one you should be able to rely on and and I just don't think it's it's really happening at the minute but you know all it takes is a good game he scores a hat trick he gets so he smashes a couple of players and I'm sure he'll be back yeah. back doing what we all know we can do um but with Gale I think it comes back to Sean Long and I didn't actually answer before when you asked about Sean Long um so he's come in had a full pre-season with with the players obviously um Gale was injured for that and I will use that as a defense for him uh, he didn't get a proper um of his pecking he didn't get a proper pre season. But but that game against Hull just summed it up to me. I just don't get how we can have so much attacking ball and have no idea what to do with it. Um you know, he's looking at he's still, you know, probably one of the best English sevens we have um in the whole league really and, and for that for that to just, you know, for him to be the one relying on and, and it not really happening. Uh first few games were well out of form before his his, his injury had. Um, then he got his pre-season because obviously the few weeks he was training while he, while he was, uh, I think it was a bicep injury or something, so he could do most of the training. So he said he's coming back now, he's going to be in form because he's 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 fitter, he's had that pre-season behind him, or the mini pre-season, I think he called it. And then he played that game against Hull and I just was, was baffled at how poor we were.
0: It sounds like... Um... A, a, a match made in heaven, doesn't it? Probably the, the, the best, the current best British scrum half coached by.
2: And yeah. Probably the <laughs> and greatest the co-
0: British scrum half ever. Yeah. Right? It sounds yeah, like it an does. absolute
2: dream. And yeah. I had such high expectations for the year, you know, I really thought he was going to take the attack to the next level. I think that, you know, his impact on McClelland is going to be hopefully amazing. But, you know, it, so far, what we're not seeing it. Uh, maybe, uh, you know the game against Cass is starting to show that. Yeah. That's what everyone says, but I'm not. Uh, all the players were saying, you know, everything's coming off now and stuff, and it's like I'm not going to base it off one game. But against a, a struggling Cass side, yeah. the last few weeks haven't been really performing. So we'll see. We'll see how we go going forward. Okay.
0: Um,
1: one name I want to mention to you, <laughs> Tom Briscoe, and he and he's oh and he's finishing abilities. We've got. To, we we have to mention that to you, Jordan.
2: You know, you look at the score of the game, you know, that could have been that was the difference. He was over the line.
0: <laughs> he actually rolled
2: <laughs> again
0: when he was over the line. I couldn't believe what I was seeing. but Oh, no. funny.
2: I'm going to be honest, I've made many, many a stupid mistake while playing a game. You know, I've, I've missed conversions in front of the post and all sorts because your head gets in it. So obviously, something's happened with his head and he thought he wasn't over the line or whatever and, and it's not happening. But the fact is, he shouldn't have been playing centre. No. I don't know what his obsession is with the Briscoes, Aegars. I really don't. I swear to God, he must be doing something. Like they must be paying him off on the side to play him. He's got you Richard know we, Agar's had, moods. <laughs> literally, literally. You know, he, he must be doing something. Probably doing doing stuff for him. Maybe I don't know. Not necessarily Tom. Painting his, paint
1: his shed, you mean things like
2: that? <laughs> yeah, cleaning his car, painting what? his shed, polishing his alloys. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> but you know put him back on the wing, get rid of the other Briscoe, and a broadbent in centre, where he can actually play, who was our one of my other unsung heroes I was going to discuss, you know, we would have got smashed, our goal difference would have been ridiculous if it weren't for him. Yeah. Mm. You know, his, his little things that he was doing great that was giving the team a boost and that was keeping everyone going. Them little things like that are massive in a game and that's what he was doing for us. So why you then leave him out last week, um, for the whole match, put Tom Briscoe at centre. And then this week against Cass, put Tom Briscoe at centre and put him on the wing. I just don't get it. I don't know what Tom Briscoe's doing to him. He just, you know, play, he must have asked him to play him centre and that's it. He's going to play there whole season now.
0: Mm. Now, I know you said, you a minute ago you said you were really optimistic for the start of this season and, you know, you thought you were going to go well. But now that the season's starting and you've seen what's happening, where do you actually expect to finish come the end of the season?
2: Um, I think... Based on the current injury stuff, how many more we're probably going to get? I'll be happy with a fifth. I think I'll be happy with fifth. And I say happy. Obviously, I'm. I'm not happy. I wanted top four. I, to be honest with you, I was hoping to challenge top three. Um, you know, after cup win, get that winning mentality in the team. Get the players understanding that they can play for each other another year. Not much changing for 21. You know, a similar squad really. Um, I, I I thought that we would go better. Um, and I think fifth is a shame that I'm saying that, to be honest.
0: Um, I think you might just sneak in sixth. If you get a few bodies back, I think you'll just about make the playoffs because I think there's a, there's a few teams there that I think mm, they're going nowhere. But, but yeah.
1: they do look a fair way off the top three. Jordan's just said about competing in the top three. Yeah, And when you look at the top three currently, Saints, Catalan's and Wigan, yeah, Leeds look a...
0: You could even throw Warrington a into Warrington. that now because yeah. I think they just had a you know pretty bad start they, they, but they, they look really a fair good. way off that
1: I think at the moment don't they.
0: Yeah and it's you know it, you know like we were saying about recruitment and things like that the, the recruitment's got to be right. Um you, you're only bringing two players in this year in Tetavano and and uh, King was it funny Yawawa or something yeah. yeah. Um
2: pretty pretty good though I reckon. Yeah. it is
0: well there we go I was close you should have heard some yeah. of my Queensland ones before but <laughs> I'll let you listen to that um, yeah, this is but finally last question for you Jordan before we wrap it up um, what are your hopes for you know the, the, the future the next few years
2: well I think it starts for me this year when you look at how many players are out of contract next year um, a lot of overseas players are out of contract as well who are all uh, Reese Martin, uh, King, Matt Pryor, who I'd love to keep, but there's no chance. I think any fans thinking he's going to keep, are just being naive, you know, he's... he's, he, I think we're lucky we have him this year, um, to be honest. And he is out of contract, so I do think he'll go. Uh, and then we've got Alex Sutcliffe, Rob Lewis, confirmed he's going, McClelland, Holroyd and O'Connor. I think there's a lot of cap space to do stuff with, and it's. I think it's important what we do. Um, I think I'd let Hurrell go. I'd let Martin go if we can get Bentley from Saints like we were rumoured to. I don't think his impact's been as good um, since his first, uh, that first half season when we got him. Mm. Um, I think I'd keep King for another year. I don't think he's done anything wrong per se. He's very raw. He's very kind of new, but I don't think we need his overseas for someone else, really. And then get a big smashing prop to replace prior. <sighs> I, th- I think we're a few positions off and a few strengthening off, but I think with a bit of good, recruitment, which I'm sure I'm sure old Gary's going to give us,
0: hmm.
2: give us the funds to do, you know, who knows, he likes to, he's a Yorkshireman of course, he likes to be tight, so we'll see. Um, <laughs> I think the next couple of years will be integral based on who we get, and I think you'll see the future of Leeds over the next five, ten years based on how we go the next couple of years. If we're in for players like George Williams, if we try and get Truman, who, you know, Truman lives in Bradford with his parents apparently, like he's not... If we offer him more money, or the same money that Warrington are going to offer him, where's he gonna to wanna to go? Don't have mm. to move out. Sure <laughs> we don't yeah. have, to tra- have to track don't have to trek an hour a day to train and what have you, you know, it, it it makes sense. Yeah. it's just if we go in for him, we always seem to be away <laughs> from them big big name signings.
1: Although well, you did say if you give George Williams underground more, it's only an hour away. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. If we match, <laughs> that's why. I, hey, that's why I emphasise matching the money, not playing less.
1: <laughs> fair enough.
2: Uh, to be
0: fair though, these Yorkshire ones they don't really like moving out of Yorkshire, do they? There's a lot like that. Yeah, yeah, like we, in the West
1: Yorkshire ones like staying in West Yorkshire, don't they? Yeah. So. Yeah, that's
2: why I think Bentley. That's why I think Bentley might leave Saints and come back. But although Bateman's found a home at Wigan, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's yeah, West yeah, Yorkshire, very true, so.
1: yeah, very yeah. true.
0: Right, Jordan, oh, I think you know that, that just about wraps us up. Thank you very, very much for joining us and answering our questions.
1: Yeah. It's sounds uh, good, man. Thank you very much for having me. No worries. It's uh, no, you've been fantastic. Thank you, Jordan. And uh and no doubt we will speak again when we get some uh, when we get some news that we need to go to for Leeds and uh, we will get you back on. Brilliant, all right, thank you
2: all. Brilliant. Thanks,
0: Jordan. Cheers, thank you, Jordan. Cheers.
1: Yeah, thank you, Jordan. That was um, some um, some really interesting thoughts there, Callum.
0: Yeah, it was it, it was good. I enjoyed that. Um,
1: Always good to get somebody's view who's, who's a bit closer to the action of that particular club, isn't it?
0: Yeah, definitely. You know, they see. I think, in the words of, of Noel Gallagher, they see things we'll never see. So,
1: yeah, I'm not doing the next bit. It's a bit high. Yeah, <laughs> but if we go on to Super League, we are going to our um, review for the week. Let's we might as well kick off with Leeds, might we? Because yeah. Because we were expecting to get our Leeds fan on this week.
0: A bit riled up. A bit riled right, and yeah. it's like,
1: and now, now they've beat Castleford 60 points to six and um it's all gone calm, hasn't it?
0: Yeah, I mean <clears throat> excuse me, I'm sure there's there's a lot of questions that still want answering, you know, like we say, with regards got Sinfield and, and Agar and Long and stuff, but silenced a few critics this week, I think. Um like you say, 60.6, that is an absolute hammering. Who'd have thought
1: that? Well, Jordan brought up a good point, though, uh, and he, he said about one game not changing everything, mm. particularly against a struggling cast side, and yeah. he, he, he said those words. And I made a note of that as he was talking, and I've noticed now that they've, they've let 86 points in it the last two home games. Cast. Yeah. Yeah, it's and not good. I the, the question that I would ask was, would be, um, Lee Radford's not anywhere at the moment. Mm. Um, How long until he is? Would it would it be beneficial for Castleford to bring Lee Radford in now?
0: Possibly. I think. I think a lot of people expected this sort of stuff to happen. Cast fans will obviously be hoping that this is just a slight wobble. Um, but I think a lot of people would have said this, you know, with with the announcement of Powell going would have expected this to happen and it seems to be happening. Um, I think you're right. I think it, it, they lose next week, well, um, next Super League game. Well, actually, then the semi-final as well. They lose the semi-final and lose the week after. I think, it, you know, it could only be a matter of time before Lee Bradford's...
1: Questions will be asked then, yeah. won't they, even more so, yeah. Yeah. He uh, mentioned, Jordan talked about Conrad Hurrell. Um you see his chip and chase? Yeah. The try. Yeah. I, there was absolutely nobody. Where's the fullback? Any, I don't know what happened to him. Where's the fullback? I don't know, but I've never seen Conrad Hall do that before. And, no, because and
0: just... then, like two minutes later, he's making another break and he's limping through before he passes it. He's yeah. like hobbling on one leg.
1: Yeah, shock. Too much weight. Shocking defense, wasn't it from Castleford?
0: Terrible. Um, and another. Speaking of Amarin's, another Amarin. Salford
1: eighteen, Warrington sixty-two. Warrington back on form. Uh, they had a poor, they had a, a poor game last week, didn't they? Um, but um, they uh, widdup looked awesome this week. Gareth widdup looks like he's had a much, much better season this he, time. He now.
0: looks like he's the signing that Warrington were expecting. Now, I don't think he had a very good year last year, but this year he looks like a marquee signing, doesn't he?
1: He tore Salford apart, and Salford were in the game for half an hour. Yeah and then and then fell away in the second half which was just a disaster for them wasn't it
0: disastrous um salford I say salford aren't very good and they're not they're not great um, you know new coach and things like that but if you look at the start of the season if you look at who they've lost to they've lost to saints they've lost to hull Catalan, Castleford, Saints again.
1: When Castleford were playing better as well.
0: Yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. Um, and and tied with Castleford and only lost in Golden Point in the Challenge Cup. In the
1: Cup, yeah, I was going to mention that, yeah.
0: Lost to Saints again, Wigan, Warrington.
1: It's a bit That's a tough start. all top six teams. So it'd be interesting when they play. And the one they've
0: won, they won convincingly against League.
1: Yeah, they did. Which, reading comments from Salford fans this week... Seems to be their worry or their objective this season is staying above Lee.
0: It's like, look, if we beat Lee home and away, we're staying up. Yeah. That seems to be... Because I can't see Lee getting any points. Yeah. Um, you know, speaking of Lee, on the end of another
1: drubbing... Or oh, just before you finish on that on that Warrington game, um, big shout out to Chris Hill for his uh, chase back on Ken Sio. <laughs>
0: oh, yes, that was... Who knew he had that in his legs still? Yeah. Um <laughs> Sorry, he's, he's, he's a... been really good as well this Chris year. Hill. Yeah, he yeah. looks like Chris Hill of old. Yeah. Might um, be a might
1: be a swan song.
0: Possibly. Possibly. He might do a year at Lee next year or something, we you know where he comes from.
1: And you were talking about Lee?
0: Yeah. Um on the end of another hammering, a full KR, forty points to sixteen.
1: Just how did Lee get better? Uh I don't know. I don't know the answer, to be honest. Mm. Um, I I really don't know the answer to that one.
0: Every week that goes on, it looks like a worse decision by the uh, RFL. Yeah. And I keep thinking it's going to hit a point where you think "Ah, it's not going to look any worse. But it does. Well, then it does. Yeah.
1: Because if you're Lee, with respect to UlkR, that's one of the games that you're thinking... Got a got half a chance here. Yeah, yeah we, we might be able to nick something out of this game here,
0: especially the way that all KR have been this year, in and out.
1: Yeah, if you can catch them on an off. Day. And
0: Derek Beaumont is saying that people shouldn't be slagging them off; they should be giving them credit for stepping up. Well, well you, you threw app- your hat into the ring, mate. You put the application, yeah, in. along with the other five. The RFL haven't come to you; you've gone to to them, really.
1: Yeah, same same with Toulouse, Featherstone, York, etc. Bradford, it just.
0: I said last week I'm running out of words for the Panthers. Well, this week I'm running out of words for Lee. Um,
1: I'm running out of words for Huddersfield. <laughs> Wakefield <Wink laughs> 38, Huddersfield 12. I really thought they'd got back on track the last couple of weeks, Huddersfield. I wish I had on um, one of my
0: buttons there. The, the audio of the first ever episode when you said, I predict Huddersfield will finish second.
1: I was giddy because it was the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> it I'm was. the
0: smell of the new microphones. It was.
1: I'm I'm more mature and experienced now in the world of podcasting.
0: Well we're only on episode fourteen, so
1: Yeah, but it's a, it's been a l it's been a quick learning curve, hasn't it? Yeah. As it has for Ian Watson. <laughs> <laughs> he might be a cast next year, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um thirty eight twelve. But we have said to be in all fairness to Wakefield, we have said as well, haven't we, that they have not been far away in a lot of games they've played. So maybe it's not as big a surprise as uh, we might think. True,
0: true. Like, yeah, they've been a bit similar to OKR, haven't they, Wakefield, in some respects. like They've been really close to sort of, you know, just being in, coming away with two points. And... Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, Saints 34, Hull 16. Uh, good response from the champions after defeat at Catalan last week.
0: Very good response. I don't think they could have had um, a, a better response, really. Um, I, I certainly didn't expect that, and I think Hull got a late, a late one, literally after the hooter. Um, so really, you know, thirty-four ten, it was looking like you are thinking, "Wow." I think you know them getting a late one flatters Hull a little bit because, from what I saw, they
1: were they were never really in it. It was a good game, this one. Um, really. Free flowing stuff, particularly from Saints. And what I thought was that there was, uh, and this on this showing, there was four really quali- really good quality halfbacks on show, and you wouldn't have thought that Josh Reynolds would have been the weakest of those four. Yeah. Prior to kickoff.
0: No, you wouldn't. I thought Mark's need was excellent.
1: Yeah, and behind a pack that was not doing much. No. And a, and alongside a halfback partner who didn't have one of his best games.
0: No, and I think I think Farge and Lomax both came up with three try
1: assists each. Yeah, Lomax I think is something else.
0: He's phenomenal. He's phenomenal. Um, you know, I think we, we were talking to Jordan and him, him saying that, you know, Hurrell was, you know, he's he always seems to be injured and things like that, and so was Lomax. And look, I'm not saying you should... And always stick with players who are you know on, on what they might be you have to play it as it is don't you but yeah. you know could you imagine if Saints have let Lomax go. Yeah.
1: Um and Jack Wellsby probably has to be the best young player in Super League at the moment.
0: Absolutely art trick for the young lad. Doesn't it's, it doesn't matter where they play him, he's amazing. Mm. Full back, centre, wing Played six a couple of times.
1: Why do you think he'll end up long term for Saints?
0: Um, I think he will end up full back long term for Saints because there is rumours that Lachlan Coo is going back to Australia come the end of the season.
1: You think he'll take over that soon?
0: Yeah. I he's, he's done nothing to suggest that he can't handle it.
1: No, he's been it's a it's an interesting one with Wellsby because Saints have had a few injuries lately. Mm. Makington's been out. Percival. Uh, Percival's been out. Coop missed the start of the season. So he's always been able to slot in somewhere. It'd be interesting to see what happens if the whole one to seven mm. was available for Saints and what they then would do with Wellsby. Yeah. Whether he'd be on the bench, whether he'd actually fit in in, in place of It would seem
0: very harsh to drop him because he's been so good. Yeah. He's, I think he's Saints top try scorer after the weekend. Is he's he? like fourth or fifth on on the Super League list.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, but a, a really good game, I thought. And the other big game of the week, well, turned into a, well, I won't say a damp squib, but um, a, a, an absolute roasting for Wigan in the south of France.
0: Catalan team of the week, surely, because that was incredible.
1: They, Catalan now, they've beaten Saints and Wigan in the last week. mm where does that, what does that say about them? Where does that leave them? Don't say second or something. Cause... <laughs> second. <laughs> um,
0: Catalan are always a really funny one, aren't they? When they're at home, they're brilliant. It's when they're away, Do that's you? when troubles start. Do they fancy it? Mm. But I, 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 I don't see any reason why they can't go and beat most teams away on what I've seen, really. I Steve think. McNamara has done a really good job with him and who'd have thought that? You wouldn't
1: because you thought he was on his uh, uh on thin ice probably 12 18 months ago so yeah. yeah. But um yeah, um uh, but it, uh, the big talking point in that game was uh Zack Yeah. Uh, and and
0: should shall we say
1: a moment of madness?
0: Yeah. Cheeky little headbutt on Sam Tompkins, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, talk to him the disciplinary, because Tompkins, um, Joel Tompkins reacted.
0: Which you're going to if it's your brother, aren't you? Maybe not you, <laughs> with your brother. But, <laughs> <laughs> but if that was my brother and someone headbutted my brother, I think my automatic response would be to, to punch him. Yeah. Um, but he, he ended up getting a big abandon, he? He's been referred to a tribunal, which suggests... He's gonna get a bigger a, ban. A lengthy ban. Than the ridiculous two match ban that Zach Hardak has got.
1: Yeah. yeah. Very odd, and it? he's, he's, he's just he's lucky to get he's lucky to get away with that. Bizarre. When when you sometimes you see players getting three match ban for accidentally falling on somebody when they're trying to get out of the way of a crusher tackle, for example.
0: Yeah. It's bizarre.
1: It's is really, isn't it? Um Arthur
0: I like I, he's he's exciting, isn't he? Yeah.
1: Really yeah. exciting. He's uh like I said, another another Wellsby. Yeah. exciting young player.
0: Yeah. Excellent. Um Brilliant. he'll be one to watch. It'd be, be interesting but, to see if he stays at Catalan. Yeah. But excellent
1: excellent Catalan. win for the Dragons that though.
0: Excellent. Team of the week by far. Yeah,
1: definitely. Well, just to wrap us up, we've got um we've got some predictions, haven't we, for this uh this weekend double header well, it's a, tri- a triple header, but we're just gonna focus for this week on the on the men's semi finals, haven't we? Good luck to both Leeds Rhinos and St. Helens. York. Uh, Leeds Rhinos. That was the semi-final, wasn't it? Yeah. Sorry, I meant York. Uh, I meant York Women's Rugby League and St. Helens contesting the Challenge Cup final this week.
0: Yes, obviously we've said it in the past, shown on live on BBC, so, um, you know, get it watched and, and, and spread the word of the the women's game.
1: Yeah, and uh, we'll try and talk more about that final next week. Definitely. Yeah. Um, just on the men's semi-finals, then um, Saints and Hull, repeat of the league game.
0: Yeah, um, Saints fans will be feeling a lot more confident. I think you know, a um, lot of questions over their attack, but seem to be in free flowing on on Friday night. Um, and on the other hand, Hull will probably now be feeling it's going to be a, a tough afternoon. Yeah. But the important thing in the the Cup is to just get the win, isn't it? It doesn't matter how you do it.
1: I think that game all depends on Saints and how they come out. If they come out with a similar approach, free-flowing, throwing the ball about, then Hull might be in trouble. If they go back into the shell like they have for much of this season, then uh, it could play more into Hull's hands.
0: Yeah, it could. And that is the beauty of the Challenge Cup semi-finals.
1: It is. Uh, Finally... Um, uh, it's the uh, Darrell Powell Derby. Yeah, round two uh, and yeah, oh, Warring- round three actually. Yeah, Warrington it? versus Cass. I, I mean, in current form from last week and everything. I mean, uh, I don't see what seems chance very Cass have got. It
0: doesn't it, and, I, paper, think that, and I think and I think this
1: one will be as well.
0: I yeah, yeah. You know, if Warrington again, it's like you say, if they come out with the same style that they've been playing with, rather than sort of reverting back into shells a little bit because it's a big game same, same goes for them it's you know with the, the pressure gets to players and things like that it's yeah is
1: that is that the first game or the second game that of is this, the second the... game that so see, women's
0: I, can... I think half 11 yeah. and then saints and hull at half and then two, warrington cast see, i can five, see
1: I, I can see a situation with that where neutrals saints and hull fans are all leaving the ground at halftime Oh for, yeah for the because for the it's so one sided. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I yeah, I can see that. I can see that as well. I hope
1: not, but I I, I think at the minute is in Castleford going to have to make a drastic improvement, I think. Yeah. So. So there we go. Well, let's see let's see how we write uh, quick prediction Saints and Hull.
0: Um I think going off last week Saints 10.
1: Uh I've got Saints 14 and Warrington Pfft. <laughs>
0: Oh, I would hope not, because I want to see a good game, but I'm going to say a Warrington by 26. I was just going to say that.
1: Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'll go uh, 24 then. Might be a bit of a blowout. Yeah. And I think that just about wraps it up, doesn't it? Certainly does. We've got uh, a couple of shout-outs before we go um, to our uh, listeners. Um, first of all, obviously to Jordan. Thank you to Jordan for his uh, contributions tonight. Yeah, it was excellent. Thank uh, you. So, thank you very much, Jordan. Uh, big shout out to—we've had some uh, really good Twitter uh, interaction with our friends at six again. So, give them a uh, give them a follow and give them a uh, give them a mention. And also, uh, Castleford fan uh, Alison Gray, who likes a lot of our tweets and uh, is is one of our, uh, our loyal listeners. So, uh, thank you, Alison and uh, we look forward to perhaps having you on the pod soon.
0: Yes, need a cast special. We do
1: need a cast special. So Alison, if you're listening, get in touch. And I think that wraps us up, doesn't it Callum?
0: It certainly does. All to
1: say, enjoy rugby league. Enjoy the semi-finals. Goodbye from me.
0: And goodbye from me.